This is the M3 Entertainment Bearcast for American Horror Story Hotel. Good evening. Welcome back after a two-week hiatus to the M3 Entertainment American Horror Story Hotel Barricast. I am your host, Marco Estes, and tonight I'll be joined by Chris Sutton. So your um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, my little run-through. Um, mm. Hey, my name is Chris Impex. I'm um, I'm the founder, founder and editor-in-chief of the LGBT Update. Um, if you want to hit me up, you hit me up on social media at impact, which is spelled I N P A Q, and that's about it. Okay, uh, we're just gonna just jump right into it because, um, there was only one. Well, first of all, there was a two week hiatus, as we already know. We just we, we've been gone for two weeks, and so we're glad to be back and whatnot. And, um, so tonight's episode was tentatively, was tentatively, was um appropriately titled the ten commandments killer <laughs> because that's what the whole episode was about was revealing the ten commandment killer <laughs> well who we already kind of predicted like everybody i think everybody who watches this show kind of much pretty much predicted that spoiler alert for those who have not watched it for some reason under the sun you're here right now um john lowe was revealed to be the Ten Commandments killer. It was like if we didn't beat you upside the head, right? We're just gonna really just push it in your face now. And they still kind of like was sitting there trying to get the audience, like trying to play the whole, you know, like still trying to like, oh, like, oh yeah, y'all don't know. So let's give you all these different little scenarios. Like we figured this shit out like by episode three, four, whatever. It's like we don't need all this fill in. <laughs> we know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and that's the thing that um, I don't know, because as you all know, and as Chris knows, and as Malcolm, who's not here with us, knows, um, I've always been counting down Lady Gaga's episodes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, she's on the night. This is her eighth episode, and y'all hit her in like two scenes. I was like, <laughs> what a fucking waste of a contract. I was like, y'all could have said that. So I was a little ticked. I was a little pissed. Uh, I was a little pissed at that, but at the same time, it was like I'm I'm just happy that she's gonna be on next week's episode is gonna be more intense, intensive on her and the whole plot to take down the countess. Um, mm. but we're gonna get in that in a few minutes though. But let's just break I'm just gonna just go ahead and break down the episode right quick and then we can just, just give our thoughts and you know comp um comments and stuff like that on what we felt. Mm -hmm. was the pros and cons of it. Pretty much the episode picked right up where it ended um, two weeks ago where uh, Ren killed herself, you know, and which sent John back to the hotel in a rage. I wanted to find out who the um, uh, the Ten Commandment killer was. Sorry about that. And um, he went in trying to jump on Liz Taylor and she's like, look at them. I just got my lost my boyfriend. You sit here talking about <laughs> damn jump. Look here, John, goddamn it. I will fuck you up. You know, and then so then Sally came in and was like, you know what, I tell you who the Ten Commandments killer is. So she took him to room um, 64. He goes, John goes in with his gun holstered, ready to, you know, go. And she tells him, you know, pretty much try to like console him and everything. And then she pretty much tells him, you know, Aid, um, what you're looking for is behind um, the armoire, which I didn't know what the fact that thing comes called though. But mm -hmm. he pulls it back, and we see all these jars of body parts, and she breaks it down because I'm like, okay, because for a minute there she had me, because the first two or three jars were made back with, with the body parts in it were made back in 1925. Mm -hmm. So the, okay, John, uh, James, um, James Marsh is the, um, is the killer. And so um, then we realized that these later jars she was going through was cases that John had worked. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, he's a killer. You know, like okay, right. okay, let's just get to it now. Now, now, give us, you know, how he did all this mess, and 
which they did and it was mm. very detailed and very elaborate and you right. had to really be you had to really pay attention and, and you know just, just real, real quick tip I, I will give them credit um in you know connecting everything together uh, in a cohesive way like it, it kind of, it made sense i'll say that much i mean i mean even though it was a stretch and even though i think they kind of dragged out the reveal um they made sure they covered um all their grounds and put mm-hmm. everything all in so it wasn't just like wait how do you do this and how do you do that so you know yeah and that's what um threw me for the loop was um they they broke then he he went to his partner, who I can never remember his name. I know the actor's name is Richard T. Jones. In every little black film and Tyler Perry mm-hmm. Flynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the tall black guy that is, that is not Michael Clark Duncan, who we all know has passed away. <laughs> right. so, uh, you know, he was there and he was pretty much the audience. Right. Um, John Lowe came in and was telling him, AKA us, how all this stuff broke. Because it went from, I guess my thing was, he went from trying to come to terms with mm. the uh you know with the um him being the killer mm. and then he went to his partner who we all who was ready to go look for him mm. and he just came and was like yeah i've been at the hotel for the last five years you're like huh and they go back and tell you how he met john marsh for the first time and stuff like that after the first case that he saw mm-hmm. with the uh you know he got drunk and then uh sally almost picked him up then but um donovan came in for some reason which i still think is odd and invited him to a party that's going on upstairs now my mind i thought it was halloween night all over again was devil's night again Uh but kind of find out it wasn't that it was the countess and um james march's um and like i get monthly a monthly monthly dinner date yeah. So he crashed that and then he had him he gave John he, he gave James John and James became more interested in trying to be may have James be, have John become his successor as the Ten Commandments killer. Mm-hmm. And he said he had tried with Dahmer, he had tried with um all those other killers who were invited to um Gacy who were invited to, you know, like Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, shit happened, they got caught and stuff like that. So and they had their own agendas pretty much, you know. So long story short, he broke it down to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I mean, he just broke it down and he explained how he, you know, killed not each person, but it, it kind of, you, you see how he was at each crime scene because it made it, it made sense for him to be at each crime scene because he was a detective. And James March told him, yo, go and become the, you'll be the detective of these crimes and stuff right. like that and then that way you can sit there you know kind of throw the scent off of yourself exactly. which is genius in a way you know but um at the same point in time it, it's like I, i'm not saying it's bad it was just the whole thing of <laughs> we knew it you know we yeah. knew it. it wasn't and, like a big reveal exactly. you know it, it was more kind of like okay we, we we already know and even though they were kind of giving us you know, more intricate details of how everything happened. We've already kind of come to this conclusion. Like, John Lowe is easily one of the most uninteresting characters in this entire season of American Horror Story. Like, probably he is the, like, the biggest disappointment of this season. And sadly, he's pretty much one of the main characters. If not, well, probably next to Guy Guy, he's probably the next biggest lead that the story kind of revolves around. Um, so it's like, and I think that's what really kind of drug the episode down because it's like, yeah, okay, you're explaining to us how this all went down and how, you know, he was kind of like, you know, manipulated and becoming a murderer and all this other shit, but it was like, I really don't care. Like, <laughs> it's like, and that's the thing, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they, they still have to finish the storyline. So as much yeah. as we may not be really entertained by it, it's like, okay, you, you put him in here, you got to do something with his character. And at the very least, his storyline definitely now connects to 
the hotel in every way, in every other character. Like now he yeah. is a significant part of everything that's going on in that hotel too as well. So that's yeah. and that was out that's what I thought about too. And I also was saying that, you know, with it made sense with the countess taking um holding. It made sense because right. he was like she said, he's not gonna do anything. He still has hope. You take away, you know, something from him, then you might that be a way to push him. So again, James and count and the countess are sitting here ruining lives. <laughs> and they sat there, he sat there and had the countess go take hold him, which mm-hmm. sent him down the spiral. You know what I'm saying? But uh but wait a minute though. Um no, I forgot. I've got Holden's the eldest. He's the eldest, and the little girl was a baby at the time, so that made sense. Oh, okay, it was five yeah. years prior, and so because Holden was taken in two thousand and fifteen, he was taken two thousand and ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so all that happened with a short span. Then he started to do the murders and stuff like that and whatnot, mm-hmm. and so it just connected. It, it made a big con- it connected, like like you said, it connected most of the story together. Right. There's still questions to be asked, to be um, answered. Like, mm-hmm. um, how how did he not like? What did they do? Did they get what was that? Was the absence that he was drinking the what was causing him to forget that he was at the hotel, mm-hmm. or you know, like what was the catalyst to make him that that made him completely forget? Completely forget, was, right? Like he like he had no inkling what was going on because even Iris said the end like she was like, oh my god, it was so. Such an ordeal to sit there and keep this up every five minutes and stuff like that. I couldn't do it. I'd be looking at a line. Why your motherfucking ass back here again? Exactly. On top of this shit here. Like Hosseline had. Uh, I, I say. I say Hosseline. Uh, Hosseline Hernandez. How yeah. are you here? <laughs> you know. So it's just like I, I, that's the that's the that's the question I hear, and I'm thinking I'm leaning toward the absence. Well, how, how you pronounce that? Drink was the thing that made him forget. Mm, I'm guessing, yeah, whatever that's called. I mean, but even if that's the case, I don't know, like, and I was kind of zoning in and out of the episode, so I, I could have missed a couple of things. But I know when James and Mark was kind of manipulating him and kind of giving him direction towards mm-hmm. how he could act on these murders. Um, also, um, what's her name? Um, Druggy Girl. What's her name? Hunter you know, Derrick Sally, yeah. Hyperdermic Sally. So, hyperdermic. All while this is going on, all while James March was kind of like mind fucking um, John Lowe, Hyperdermic Sally was falling in love with him, mm-hmm. and she wanted him to live. And um, you know, not jump too far ahead, but there's definitely a scene where I guess after he, maybe after his first murder or his first couple of murders, he attempts suicide. He attempts to hang himself. Uh-huh. And it was kind of a weird scene because initially I thought he was in a room alone. You know, he's in the Hotel Cortez. So I thought he was in one of the rooms alone. Um, but all of a sudden he's cut down, you know? Uh-huh. And you, at first I was thinking like, oh, it's Hyperdermic Sally. But actually the person that cut him down was James March. And Hyperdermic Sally was just sitting on the bed watching him die. Uh-huh. And I think that was a moment where Hyperdermic Sally, like, because she loved him so much and she knew he was still suffering, she wanted to allow him to have a chance if he wanted to kind of like, you know, leave off his behind, he could. But the thing of it is, like, once you die in a hotel, you're forever stuck in the hotel, right? Yeah. Okay. So really, like, well, and she's already dead, so she's already in that purgatory. So, like, basically, if he died, they, they would have been together. So I guess that was her whole yeah. mindset about it. Um, but, you know, James Marsh kind of jumped up jumped up to happen over Sally. He's like, so you're going to just sit here and watch, you know, old boys die. You know, old boy die. And they didn't really fully go into deep t- detail, but basically James March kind of threatened Sally and was like, um, if you allow him to die or something happens to him, our deal is over. So and that's another question that needs to be answered. What <laughs> fucking deal? What fucking deal? <laughs> right. Because I was sitting there like, you know, what? you know, because I mean she's already dead, so what else can you do to her? Um, but you know, that was another scene where it was kind of like, again, and then I guess he also, James March also told Sally, like, basically, you need to figure out a way um, to keep him motivated in doing these killings. Um, you know, however, you know, like, you have to figure out a method. Um, so 
that kind of led into, I guess, the whole purpose of the the girl, um, the the little girl who was hidden mm-hmm. by yeah, the right right So, right but yeah, throwing it back to you. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. No, you're right because um, I I just felt that you know with so much manipulation going on. You didn't know who was playing who. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you don't know if what you don't know what Sally's well, you know what we know that what she wants at this whole thing is John. Mm-hmm. We know that's what she that's who she wants. But it's like now we know that James Marsh March wants John to be his successor. Right. Okay, we get that too. But what what why like what's the deal? Like why are y'all agreeing to you know these terms and like what's the deal it's the deal has something to do with the uh addiction demon who popped up behind james march while he was going off on um sally mm-hmm. and i'm like okay now the deep now like the, the, the addiction demon i don't think he can fuck ghosts but you know it'd be kind of interesting but you <laughs> yeah know. but it, I, I guess i could have been you know uh cause i think he did mention like he was like um you know if if if, if something happens to John Lowe, like he's not able to um, feed my need for murder, then I'll have to kind of take it out on you, Sally, or something like that. Like, I don't know, it was so many words. So maybe, maybe that was this whole thing, like maybe that was the deal. Like, if, if, if something happens to John Lowe character, then basically I'll unleash my pain and my sick desires on you. And maybe that's how he's keeping Sally, um, I guess, motivated to continue to push John Lowe's character out here to do these murders, maybe, but you know, they, they kind of hinted at it, but they didn't really say it in so many words, so it was one of those kind of open-ended, you know, pieces. Yeah, and it just, again, was just mind-boggling, but we might get some answers probably in episode 10 or 11, something like that, because after next week's episode, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go on hiatus again and do the last three yeah. I was kind of surprised um, this wasn't like the the mid season for now, even though it would have been a weak one. But yeah. like I know it's getting close to the you know the winter break for everybody. So yeah, and that's why I was the same thing. I was like, okay, tell us it'll be gone to January, so on, so so and so, so I can make a mark on my calendar. <laughs> that wasn't the case. So, um, but yeah, um, after pretty much that was it, and then we get down to him revealing like the person who he saw in the house when he was chasing the killer when he took his daughter to the house was him emulating James Marsh right. March and I'm like okay you know like okay you know so I'm like but everybody saw I think everybody I don't know if the, the other cop left the girl in his house I don't know if he saw this mm-hmm. other extra person running around something like that though but who knows mm-hmm. yeah who knows it probably was Ren running around making noise and then <laughs> uh, he envisioned it to be but it was actually Ren running around Right. Um, and after that, um, he like I was saying, he told all this stuff to his partner, who he realized was a little bit too interested in his wife. Mm. And so he, and you see the the subtle hints of it. They're not like in your face, like in season one. Bang, bang, but, bang. Uh, yeah, it was just you know, like uh, you 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 call my wife. Right. He called my wife and it's like you know like you, you know and then so you had that and then that was pretty much it because john turned around and started killing his partner pretty much um and the worst well, that's the worst thing though but he took the man's dick as a trophy mm. for, the, for the case um, you'll be the black man though mm. yeah mm. but i was like a little bit disappointed <laughs> This is gonna, this gonna sound so damn disgusting. I was a little bit disappointed because I'm like, that's all that was. That's all the stuff I did. <laughs> that's it. You. I'm like, you can't be on no side swing shit when it's somebody getting slaughtered and murdered. That's the time we talk about like that's all you packing. Like I was like, oh, you damn. <laughs> you know? so, uh, but you know what? Real talk though, if I was um, I, I don't know, I don't remember the, his partner actor's like actual name, but his partner, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, like, if I was some, I'd be like, okay, you know, like, okay, y'all about to chop my stuff off. Like, you know, if it's if it's just a possibility, you know, y'all could, you know, make sure everything's looking girthy, you know what I'm saying? Everything's looking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just make sure, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know I'm dying, you know, I know this is yeah. it, but still, though, you know, you know, let me go out on top, you know, so. 
yeah. Make everybody know that you know I was here. You know, something right. like that. Uh, but yeah, his name was Detective Han, Richard T. Jones, for Detective Han. Richard so I don't gotta remember. Jones. There you go. And I ain't gotta remember his name no more because he's dead, and, yeah. and he luckily didn't die. Hotel, right? in the hotel, so we don't see it no more. So, uh, but I mean, that's that was pretty much the episode. I know we probably glossed over it real quickly, but it was just. But we, I mean, really, all that. That's the thing. We knew we. I mean, pretty much it was it was quite obvious. Like I know they were trying to kind of keep this as a twist somewhat, but it was quite obvious that John Lowe was the Ten Commandments killer. I mean, because like every damn episode, he would walk wake up in a pool of blood. So it was yeah. kind of like, okay, you know, they invited you to the dinner that was only exclusive for murderers. Like, okay, we get it. Um, and that and that was kind of like the problem with this episode because I, it's cool that they kind of tied everything in. But it was almost kind of like they were repeating themselves. Like we were just yeah. seeing this constant, you know, rep, you know, repetitive cycle of this same storyline that we've already pretty much figured out on our own. So it, it you know, it just, I mean, stuff happened. Like they kind of went, in, they showed a little bit, they showed some of the gruesome more murders in more detail and things like that. Um, but once again, like it's it's really the it's, it's more of a problem with John Lowe as a character, I think, than anything else. Like, if they had like maybe an actor who seemed to have, I mean, I, I'm not going to kind of knock this acting abilities. I just think how they wrote this character, mm -hmm. they made him very bland. Like, even though he comes into the room, like everything's even the scene, he's always sweating, he's always looking distraught. Um. He just seems to be like a one-trick pony. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's and it like with a show like this, like with American Horror Story, which always has this incredible ensemble of talent. Like when you're when you're matching up with Lady Gaga and Angela Bassett and um, um and, uh, Kathy Bates. I mean, like literally like A-list performers. You know, like your game has to be on ten. You have mm -hmm. to be on 10 and this dude was on like he was giving you like i don't know like old school like upn tees like it just wasn't compelling at all like even james i mean james march I mean, even some of the side characters seem to Liz have more. Taylor. Liz Taylor alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, Ooh. he was the weakest character. I, like, we're not bullshit. He was the weakest character. So it's like, I mean, really? I mean, I wish, because they've done this before. Um, I'm kind of taking it back. Like, I remember, like, in, um, in Coven, when they decided to kill off, um, and this is a huge spoiler, but when they decided to kill off, um, you know, Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett and Kathy Bates' character before the finale. Like, mm -hmm. I kind of wish they'd do the same thing with Jalo. Like, you know, if Jalo died in this episode and they just kind of revealed everything and he just died, I'd be okay with that. Like, I'm okay. fine. Totally like, fine. <laughs> now we, we can rip down with that. We can focus solely on God, Countess, <laughs> and her trying, trying to take her down. Right. And Taylor sitting there giving us life every week. I've been just like, okay, fine. <laughs> right. You know? That's fine. I'm assuming we're gonna have to deal with more of him. Child. Yes, get your sip on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have to focus more on John Lowe now that he has become part of the hotel finally. Right. Because that's what I thought that's the only thing I got from the episode was that. Well, from the season so far, you have the Countess and you have James March. They've put every, just about every um, an, uh, inhabitant or resident of the hotel or hotel guests that they've come across that's still staying there, they've had some hand in trying to get them to, you know, um, you know, they they they've influenced them somewhat. It's like mm -hmm. it's the it's the to me I call the whole the, the hotel Cortez the city of lost souls. Yeah. I mean it's this um set in the middle of the city of um angels, mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. To me the hotel is the city of lost souls. It's this labyrinth labyrinth I, 
it's a labyrinth of like different um lives like crashing how they um crashing lives it just i'm trying i trying to be all poetic and shit right. it's that, no it's just that they all have a loss they all have a lost soul that but they end up finding purposes we look at john Lowe, he was lost and then he sat there and after his son died when he got kidnapped and everything like that then he found a purpose in being the uh, Ten Commandments killer. Then you have his wife who was sitting there like after she lost hold and she became she has a purpose now of being the um the governess of the countess's children. Mm-hmm. Then you have Iris who pretty much was there only for just to sit there and be near her son, but now that that was you know fucked up, she's now this newfound um immortal. Mm-hmm. Donovan was a crack addict. You know, I can go on on Liz Taylor's the number one person I'm thinking about because right. He came, you know, to be, you know, this. He just tried to escape, and then she became herself. You know what I'm saying? Right. In terms, you know, so it's just that's the running theme I'm seeing. But it's like, I think out of all the characters at that point in time, John was the excuse me was the one that was holding off. He was holding on mm-hmm. to, you know, just what was what was before. Now that he's finally become a part of the hotel, I'm thinking like these last four episodes are going to be um gonna be pretty intense because they're gonna probably try to I believe that if I if I'll be surprised if the hotel doesn't become destroyed by the end of the um season or some or somewhat or something like that. Right. Um one thing I wanted to point out though, um the couple that John uh had the um the adulterous couple. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they keep because she because Sally kept saying they keep they keep coming every they keep coming back every you know doing this and doing that. So my mind when she said I said so oh so they they actually came screwed and left and didn't get killed. I was like <laughs> oh you know but they lost a battle they 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 lost they, they tried their luck and they lost it when John became the new I mean yeah when John became the new um, basically James March I guess yeah so I mean but I was thinking like you know and you know. I mean, this was kind of like a smart way of handling it. Like, again, they, they had to keep John Lowe's character under the radar because I think he really wanted to kill, um, once he found out his partner was, you know, screwing his wife to whatever degree, mm. he really wanted to kill his wife and his partner. And Hyperdermic Sally was like, um, that's not going to work because it'll be an easy link to you, you know, mm-hmm. and for you to carry out, you know, these Ten Commandments, you have to be under the radar. So, mm-hmm. and then James March was like, hey, like, we don't want to kill anyone in this hotel, you know, we want you to kill them outside the hotel, which I don't know that, that you know, I'm assuming that was because, like, one, James March didn't want to have any more mortal residents or whatever in that space or whatever. Um, and maybe it was just, I think, I think James March's biggest thing is that um, he wanted to be able to live, um, I'm probably about to butcher this word, um, <laughs> vicariously. I think I'm, I'm, I know I'm somewhere in that realm. Vicariously. I think you pronounce it. Yeah. I think you pronounce it well. He wanted to live vicariously through John Lowe um, in, in, in terms of him being able to be outside of the hotel committing these murders. Because, I mean, shit, at the end of the day, you know, I'm assuming James March is the, the mad maniac who's like, you know, topping motherfuckers with drill penises and shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm assuming like James Marsh could, you know, handle the murders in the hotel. That's not an issue for him. It's, it, I think it's really about him getting this thrill of being able to be outside of the hotel and still being able to have an influence on new murders. So uh, that was kind of smart. I thought, okay, you know, like, again, they, they did a pretty good job in filling in some blanks and tying everything in where there weren't like a lot of loose strands. Um, yeah. I just wish it was with a better character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my I, big th- go ahead, go ahead. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And my big thing is that like now though, because I mean, we're on episode eight. Eight? Okay, so we got like about five more to go? Four. Four? Four. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're doing 12? I'm thinking they're doing 12. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we got four episodes ago. That's not a whole lot. And now, something I do want to see explained, or not even so much explained, but um, definitely handled, is that what's going on with our new um, 
vampire teenagers, middle school kids. Yes. Because, like, I'm assuming, like, chaos and hell should be breaking loose throughout that city right now because you got a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of pretty much, like, teenagers going through puberty and vampire evolution, you know, whatever, thirsty, horny, and everything else. Like, I mean, it, like, so, like, I feel like that's something that, I have a feeling that they're trying to probably hold off with that whole storyline until like the final episode or the final two episodes, because I mean, I just have a feeling that they're going to use that in a way to make this epic finale, you know, mm-hmm. like somehow, I don't know, like I, I can, I can already picture, um, you know, the vampire teens uh, coming to rescue the countess or, or something like that, or coming to the hotel in a swarm and take, I don't know. I, I, I can see that being something greater, but I wish they would kind of give us little, little glimpses of what's going on with these kids um, in, you know, in, in some of the more present episodes, you know, because I feel yeah. like that's a really compelling storyline, you know, by itself. Yeah, I need for them to try to give us something. Some. Because I'm like, Y- y'all did forget that y'all let a whole classroom full of damn vampires <laughs> like they out there and they line and they just they 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 learned to trade uh pretty damn quickly you know what I'm saying so yeah and they and it's like when you have a child vampire in any type of vampire sh- movie show um book they're dangerous because mm-hmm. child vampires they're children they haven't they haven't a they still have that, you know, complex of I want it and I want it now. You know what I'm saying? So, and they don't, so it's just, I need for them to fix that, like you said, you know, so uh-huh. I mentioned this, so put a, say, put, like have Liz Taylor watching TV and then something coming across the TV and she go tell the countess like, yeah, did you hear about these little vampire kids running around? Or go tell, uh, what's the name? Um, Alex, like, yo, you need to tell the countess. I'm not talking to the bitch. You go tell the countess that this vampire kid is running around Los Angeles. So, right. Exactly. And the countess could probably go, hell, who knows? Maybe Ramona might be using for target practice. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of dope, though, if Ramona is like sniping these kids off from rooftops and shit. Like, you yeah. know, like, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like, uh-huh. you know, you can you hear me? Oh, did I go out? Uh oh, I think we might have a a quick little freeze up. But anyway, um, Mark Fee froze up for a second. He should be yeah. back on. You good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is for a second, but nah. Yeah. But yeah, it's having Ramona sniping them all for just doing like going Buffy on them or something like that. And I'm like, yes, get them yeah. because maybe they, maybe that be what they open up the episode with her chasing after one of the little brats and then. Her taking them out and then like you know this is getting out of hand we gotta take out the counters or something like that and, but i don't know um i mean next week's episode looks very very like countess and the ramona heavy mm-hmm. and i can't wait for it it's just like that's what i've been waiting for it's like for them to finally have a confrontation and for something to go down because the next two episodes are called she wants revenge and she gets revenge Right. So, and they're both gonna be in December. So the next one, you know, so this is like two more weeks. Uh, so, um, yeah, she wants revenge and she gets revenge. And so I'm waiting for them to uh, do what they got, do what they do, and you know, hope. Let's say she does end up killing the countess, and there's like you got two more episodes, and you're like, okay, what, they, what else can they do? What you know, else what I'm saying? Do, right? Yeah. I mean. I, it, it, you know, it, with pretty much every season of American Horror Story, um, there's really, I mean, there's characters that you root for, but mm-hmm. most of the characters on this show have, uh, how can I say this, um, uh, like a like a dark, you know, a dark aura surrounded them, you know. Most mm-hmm. of these characters, these are definitely not your cookie cutter heroes. You know, um, no. you know, most of the characters within the whole American Horror Story franchise are pretty dark characters. And it's just like, 
it's like what what is the um the term that's typically used? It's like uh you know it's archetype. something huh an archetype. Well, no, not even that. It's like it's it's a it's a statement that a lot of people use. But basically, at the end of the day, it's something in the context of you know a lot of times you're just trying to find somebody who can. I guess get along with your own inner demons, you know, to some degree. Yeah, um, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, yeah, something, something in that realm, and that, and that's very much um, a reflection of American Horror Story. It's like you know, the, these characters are dark characters, um, but it's just a, it's really about finding a character where you feel like that character can kind of balance out, you know, their darkness with some type of, you know, I don't know, some type of holiness. I don't know, just something, something that kind of balances out that darkness or whatever, but. Basically, like, really, like I said, if, after they kind of end the Countess storyline, I guess when you look at the Countess and you look at James um, March, like, mm -hmm. really, those are the two, I guess you would say, main villains, you know, within this season. So mm -hmm. even if they take out the Countess, I guess they still have something left where they can kind of play around with James March and his twisted, demented, you know, agenda or whatever. Um, but really, <laughs> to be totally honest, I just want to see, like, I mean, I, I love the Countess, but I want to see Angela Bassett's character, Ramona Royale, get a little bit more screen time because with only four episodes left, I'm like, okay, now, like, y'all yeah. only gave us like a total of maybe 20 or 30 minutes of Miss Bassett, you know, in this entire season. Season, so, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, y'all have bumped her up to like, with Angela Bassett and Lady Gaga, it's just like I know she was with last year with like Angela Bassett and yeah. Jessica Lane and Kathy. Bieber. Anyway, but yeah, it's just like y'all could have had her move into the hotel or something like that. Something. But, but, but then the Countess would have known what was going on. Right. But it it, it kind of, I guess I don't know. I like somebody else said they felt that she was being wasted this season. Oh, that, and, um, I'm a little. At first, I was like not trying to like. Agree, but I'm like, yeah, she's kind of been wasted because now, with if she does get through with the countess, then what happens after that? Like, what's going to be her purpose? Because mm -hmm. her sole arc is to take down the countess. We have no, we have no idea of what else is going on in her life. She's just hiding out in the Hollywood Hills in this big mansion, and you know, she's not doing anything else. And just like, give us some type of storyline with like what's going on with her, you know, because. Hey, I'd have been sitting there okay with if they, her, and um, Donovan develop a relationship or something like that because they're working together, and they bond over the fact that they both were betrayed by the counselors. You know, give us something like that right. because it's just she comes in and the last two times we seen her, we saw her backstory, and then we saw her coming to the hotel, and then um, with well, three times because she was on three episodes so far. Mm -hmm. But like you said. You, Calculate by all the, all the screen time is gonna probably still end up being twenty to thirty minutes out of a season of twelve episodes. I'm mm -hmm. thinking twelve. I, I, if they do do thirteen episodes, I'm like, I don't know what y'all can do. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just wanting them to do right by and then give us a solution to Liz Taylor's um, lost love. And yeah. where is Valentino and Natasha? You know what I'm saying, and so um, you know, because I was expecting y'all revealed these two to us before you had this hiatus, and then y'all come back with, "Oh, we're gonna tell you about the Ten Commandments killer." It's like we went clocking for them though. Right. We went clocking for him. You revealed that you know you could have did that. Um, they could have did. They could have did that in the last episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what really killed me about the previous episode is that they spent so much time with him trying to get that little girl to explain to him what was going on. And she was doing this like riller ass nursery rhyme bullshit where she was like, you know, well, I can't tell you who the Ten Commandment killer is, but just look in the mirror, wink, wink. And I'm like, bitch, listen, get to the point, <laughs> you know, yeah. just be straight up about it. It's like, I mean, this episode, they could condense everything they needed to say in this episode in like, a five, 10 minute segment, segment, you know what I'm saying? It could have been just as quick as just like, you know, him walking into that room, um, Sally explaining everything that went down, him having a couple of flashbacks, tying everything together. And like I said, in about five, 10 minutes, 
you got it. We get it. Move on to the next. It, it didn't yeah. really. We didn't really need a whole one hour episode explaining stuff that we were already fully aware of. So, yeah. like I said again, with that, I would say one thing about John John Lowe's character being revealed as a Ten Commandment killer, and not only so much being revealed as a Ten Commandment killer, but him embracing the fact that he is the Ten Commandment killer, um, yeah. is that. I don't know if his character will become more, you know, um, compelling or more, you know, interesting or whatever. But at the very least, I feel like now we don't have to drag along with this subliminal, you know, hinting at who this character is. We know now. We know that he's willing to kill again because I guess he has two more um, murders to complete mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments. So it's like, okay, now maybe we could like when he's on camera, maybe he could be doing something outside of looking like he's depressed about the overdose on some pills. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the right that, five minutes. Because I, the face that he tried to give you, that that whole, I mean, it's like he's in between being constipated and taking like the <laughs> biggest dick ever at the same time. Like he, just, like he is so frustrated. And it's like, dude, like, come on. I, I know, I know you give us more than that. But, um, but yeah, so like hopefully now with him, with everything being revealed around his backstory and who he really is, hopefully the progression of his character could be a lot more entertaining and also to allow more time to be invested into the characters that we actually care about. So yes, because I mean, we got Iris. Like I said, we got Iris, Liz Taylor, uh, Ravona, <laughs> Donovan. Yes. And and at this point in time, I'm more interested in what Valentino and Natasha going to do. You know, these ancient like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not ancient because the Countess is ancient as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact they've been locked up for like a century, pretty yeah. much. Oof. And they're thirsty. And you know, again. I say, you know, they wilding out. They are they, LA, they are out here like <laughs> all these motherfuckers at the club. Oh, it's exactly. You and they're trying to adapt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to adapt in a different world. They've missed, oh, let me see. You got the, you got, yeah, I mean, they missed like so many eras. You know, you got the 50s um, mm-hmm. pastel colors, and then you got the 60s radicalism and, you know, P- and, uh, hippies and peace mm-hmm. and happy and love. Then you got the 70s, mm-hmm. then you got the 80s, you got the 90s, and now you got the new millennium. And then now, they miss so much. They've got to catch up on so much. About yeah, they might go out there in the real world and see all these motherfuckers acting a fool on Facebook and be like, you know what? You could just lock us behind this wall again. We were good. <laughs> yeah, we were good. We were great. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, though, they might, you know, it just, by them being so already worldly, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're, they're gonna be like assimilating all this information, mm-hmm. and then I bet you what's going to end up happening with the last two or three episodes might be all about you know them coming back and then oh, yeah. the counter seeing them and then Liz seeing Valentino and then Ooh, all this and then you know like that. and that's yeah. what I thought was gonna happen when I saw Liz like dabbing her eyes and I read that book I was just so sure Valentino and Natasha gonna walk back up in there and then it'll be like this big scene like Tristan Tristan he's like who are you talking about and then you know right. be like you know I was waiting for death to go down but yeah. you know here comes John Runner Where's the Ten Commandments killer? He's like, <laughs> I was like, move out the way, like, shut up. <laughs> I, I, I can't hear. but no, I agree. Like, because Liz Taylor's really now, I think one of the few, if not the only character. Well, no, 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 no. no Liz, is, she's one of the few characters um, who's who's basically who's still alive um, yeah. because um, Sally. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. No, well, you know what? No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, cause I, I kind of get confused. I, I figure that we have the the spirits of the hotel, and then we have these vampires. So, yeah. but but Liz is neither. Neither. Like exactly. Liz, she's not a spirit. She's not a vampire. She's fucking Liz Taylor. So she's she doesn't need to be neither one of them. She's good. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure Liz got six. She'll probably tell them, "Yo, put me in a home." <laughs> I'm not down to them. <laughs> right. So I mean, then again, knowing her, she'll probably want to live forever. And then, but it's like if you see, 
you see, she's seen everything under the sun. She's right. done everything under the sun. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready to just go on here. I hope. So. I mean, really, out of all the characters, I feel like Liz deserves to have a happy ending. You know, yeah. Most of the characters on the show are despicable, but yeah. Liz. I mean, Liz isn't perfect. Let's get it clear. I mean, she's you know been um, you know involved in the murders and the deaths and all that shit too, within reason. Mm-hmm. But um, she's one of the few characters where like I think her reasoning in staying at the hotel is not because she wants to see people die and suffer, is because she wants to she wants to be within a place where she can be herself. You know what I'm saying? And people will embrace her and her. So it's not it's not like she's sitting up there like, oh, you know, I can't wait till the next victim comes in here so I can slit the throat or suck the blood or whatever. It's like, no, like I just want I want to be in a space where I can wear my extravagant capes and gowns and put on my jewelry and makeup and make my little cocktails, you know, and chat it up. (laughs) Who knows? Liz probably gets all her wardrobe from people who come there and they're getting killed. She's like, give me all that wardrobe. (laughs) Give me all of of it. That's all I want. Give me all all of it. They they ain't going to need it no more. Just give it to me. They ain't going to need it no more. I will will flip it. Best believe I will flip it to something. Who was she talking to in which episode? Because this is about to become a, a, a Liz fest. She was talking to somebody. Uh, I want to say it was either episode seven or six. And this this is around when she fell in love with Tristan. <clears throat> and they were like, you know, like, and she was like, basically, like, you know, I found this new love. And I want to say she was talking to the Countess. And the Countess, like, you know, she was like, oh, you know, you, you know, she was like, you found some trade? Or he was, <laughs> or something like that. Or Liz was like, no, you know. Cause it, it, I, I just remember they, they were talking about, like, cause I guess, I mean, clearly, like, you know, Liz, you know, sexual being, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure she's have, had her little, you know, freak sessions um, here and there. But I guess, like, it was something mentioned, like, you know, I guess she had a thing for trade. I don't know. that. Maybe, maybe I was just hearing things. Maybe I was, like, watching American Horror Story while scrolling through Adam for Adam. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seem like something like that was noted. No. But no, I think that she actually did say something along the lines of like because the counter says something along the lines of like you can't like you know these they value you know these I don't know. It's just something I know what you I know what you're talking about though. Right. I thought Thunder was mentioned in that in somewhere in that row. But I mean at the end of the day, Liz is gives the type of character where like, you know, she has to be herself. She has to live. Um, I, 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 I'm pretty confident she will get her revenge on the Countess. Oh, yeah. I feel like if anyone is going to really probably take the Countess out, it's probably going to be um, Liz. Because, I mean, even though I feel like Ramona Royale is going to come in there and do her shit, I think that's going to be a little bit too obvious. I think it's going to be someone who we kind of expect. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm just excited to see the characters that really have these compelling story times get more screen time, you know, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that maybe John Lowe, because at the end of the day, he said he has two more people to take out. And right. We, I don't, and I don't know my commandments like that, but uh, <laughs> I know that's bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I'll sit there like, okay, I know about adultery. Yeah. I think I know about stealing. Yeah, and lying, I think lying could be one too. Yeah, thou should not kill, which is funny because that's all he's doing. Yeah, so, but yeah, the rest of those motherfuckers, I don't know. Yeah, and you know what? Thou shall not kill. He might be the one. I, mm. I predict right now that he's gonna be the he's gonna be that one because that was the last. If you look at the um opening credits, I'm gonna have to go back and look at them again. If you look at the opening credits, they break down mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and then the very last one is Thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, maybe he's gonna end up being the last one. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna probably take him out, or and then that's gonna be his, you know, contribution to the thing. Yeah. So it means one other human might end up biting the dust, and Lord knows it might end up being Liz Taylor. Oh Jesus, they do some shit. Ooh. <laughs> Even though we're not gonna see her next season, it'll be nice to see that she had, had like you said, a happy ending. Yeah, and then you know she lived to see another day and to finally, you know, really live in her truth because we haven't seen Leah step outside the hotel, and so, yeah. and um, I just need her to step out the hotel and just go down Rodeo. Uh, what was it called, Rodeo Drive, with the Countess's money? Yes, Rodeo, <laughs> and just be like, you know. Yeah, and then um, in the preview, we noticed the Countess getting married next week. Um, 
Yeah. She told, who was she talked to? She told Donovan, mm. I'm getting married Wednesday, but I'll be a widow Thursday. So she's like, <laughs> I know she's. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. But yeah, and I was like, okay, okay, I see you, but at the same time, you know, um, <laughs> yes, you got that little boy. To, you still got the little boy to uh take care of. You take care, but I think the council. Boy think, is not pressed about none of this shit. <laughs> nah, nah, but I want to get the hotel. I'm like my dad's dead. I don't want this hotel. I right. Don't want it. But if he ends up, but I a part of me feels like can we saw a body bag. And I'm thinking like they don't get rid of the, they're gonna probably end up getting rid of the counters, but they might pull a Marie Laveau, um a Madame um, LaLaurie mm. situation and get rid of the counters early. And mm. then the last two episodes are gonna be about like yeah. the, Oh my god, like that just gave me a, a tragic flashback because <laughs> oh I think that was one of the biggest mistakes of Coven. Um taking out um you know, Marie Laveau and um, Kathy Bates before the finale, because that finale, oh, I had such high hopes for that finale. You just don't know, Mark. I remember, I remember, I actually had, we had an American story, uh, American horror story coming, a watch party, finale watch party. We all came once one of our little buddy's house, you know, had the, 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 the cocktails ready, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were ready to go. And like the first half of that finale, I remember was pretty dope. Like you know, um, we lost uh, the Swamp Witch. You know that was like, you know, that was tears and that you know, emotions. Yeah. You lost her, and then it seemed like um, I can't think of her name, but the one, uh, the one that, um, the one I was fucking around with Frankenstein or whatever. Zoe, 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 and I was like, I applauded. I was like, yes, like. Ryan Murphy, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I didn't want that bitch to become, you know, the Supreme. Um, oh, I didn't hate her, though. <laughs> like, what you talking about? Like, I didn't hate though. I just felt like she was so she was kind of cookie cutter, you know. She was yeah. kind of like, like, I mean, she was like the first, the first witch revealed in the first episode, really. So yeah. I didn't really want it to be Zoe either. So I was like, okay, they, 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 they you know, they're not holding back. They getting wrong with it, and everything fell apart when. Um, who brought Zoe back to life? Um, it was um, Cordelia. Cordelia brought Zoe back to life. And I was like, okay. I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of like a cop out. It was kind of like some Glenn bullshit. But I was like, okay, I, I could take that. But what really, like, really had me like, oh, shit, they really about to fuck up. Is when, um, uh, who, who was the bitchy girl? What was her name? Madison Montgomery. Yes, Madison. When Madison got choked out by old boy, I was like, okay, I know y'all trying to kind of like, you know, push this shit along, but you got to make sense out of it. And I'm like, yeah. Madison being that bitch, you know, like she ain't gonna, I mean, I know she felt some, she had some feelings for old boy, but knowing that her powers had developed to a point where she could easily did a woo-wah, you know, snapped her finger, he would have been flying out the window. I was like, how in the hell are you gonna explain her just laying there and getting choked out when she has these special abilities where she's going to turn this dude into a condom by the yeah. snap of her finger or some shit. So yeah. from there on, it just kind of fell apart. And it, it, it just really felt rushed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm praying, because I, I kind of got that vibe, too. I kind of have this vibe that, you know, it may just turn around and say, hey, we're going to let the counters go, you know, and we're going to let the, the last two or so episodes revolve around James March or some shit like that. And at the end of the day, like, even though there's a, it's, it's still a quality cast of this show, Lady Gaga is still kind of like the matriarch of this show right now, of this season at least. Um, and if they just mm-hmm. pull her out too soon, I don't know. I don't know. You know yeah. So that's, my, that's my whole thing too because they advertised it as when I remember, like I Told, I shared the memory from 2013 when it went down, when they had the cast trailer for Coven, and then yeah. at the very end of the trailer, you saw Angela Bassett, Jessica Lange, and Kathy Bay stand like, we finna teach you hoes oh my God. how to yes. live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How to live yeah. your life. And so, yeah. and they got rid of her, they got rid of Angela Bassett and uh, Jessica Lange early. Then, then they turned around and took out um, Angela Bassett and um, 
uh, Kathy Bates, and then I'm like, so what they gonna go into the finale with? But they brought back, uh, they brought back Jessica Lane for like the last scene reveal that you know that she faked her death and everything like that, and was trying to wait to see what the new Supreme was so she could go ahead and kill him. But okay, we get that, and mm. um, but it was just like, don't get me wrong, I love the episode because it was the the opening was great, was was crazy, but I liked it, and yeah. then missed. I, I'm like you, I. That was my favorite character besides Marie Laveau as Misty. Um, oh, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. Man. And it was just so painful to see her go like that. Um, but if they do that with Coven, it's just like, okay, think about it. If they take out the Countess early, Ramona's storyline is done. Donovan's mm-hmm. storyline is done, which means Kathy Bates' storyline is done. Mm-hmm. So that's taken out, what, one, two, three, four people right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got John Lowe, Alex, Liz, Taylor, which, you know, they really ain't gave her a chance to just anchor anything. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it. That's it. And um, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Will, Will Drake, and, and um, James March. But the mm-hmm. thing is, Will Drake, if what goes down next week goes down, then again, his purpose has been, has been you know, his purpose is done. You know what I'm saying? So, bye. You know, because he really hasn't been there. You know what I'm saying? He really has not been a a a viable character that we cared about. You know what I'm saying? He's just there to uphold the Countess's plan and stuff like that to get more money. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But we're just gonna see what go down next week. Um, we, I guess that was our prediction. <laughs> right. So, I mean, anything else you want to say before we close out? Nah, I mean, I just, I guess, you know, I just, I live for Liz Taylor. Yes. Um, we need a t-shirt that says we live for Liz Taylor. I, I live, live, Liz, Taylor. <laughs> I live for Liz Taylor, yes. You know? And I don't know. Like, I, I'm still enjoying this season. I mean, it's it's been really crazy because, you know, now we're in the whole um, mid-season finale you know, I guess you could say extravaganza where every show is about to go off on their winter break. So it's like been back to back mid-season finales, and it has made me really kind of like retract and rethink. It kind of reminisce over this past season of like big primetime shows. And um, I mean, to be totally honest, American Horror Story is still on the top of my list, and I've been watching. You know, clearly been watching Empire. The Walking Dead, and I've been uh, catching up on the leftovers, uh, but I don't know if we even count like Jessica Jane or whatever. But no. oh, oh my god, yeah. I feel like I need to punish myself for that. Well, yeah, but yeah. Jessica Jane. But uh, but the thing with it is that out of all the shows, American Horror Story still been able to kind of like I think keep up with the best of them. Like this, I want to say this has been the. Best season is far from perfect. It has issues. John Lowe, John Lowe, John Lowe, and John Lowe. But it's still it's still been very entertaining, very compelling, and it still has the that that twisted charm that makes American Horror Story shine. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, with it being eight episodes in, I could definitely say like this has still been a solid season, um, and I just hope they finish off on a high note. You know, that's yeah. my main thing. Like, hopefully they get, like, this This is kind of a low episode, you know, you know, but the past, the previous three or four episodes have been pretty damn good. And, I mean, they still got f- at least three episodes to go, you know, more or less, or four episodes to go. So there's still enough room for them to keep building up and really, and really pull off an epic finale, you know, if they do it right. So, yeah. You know. And I will piggyback off of it with, um, I just need for it to be a clean, because you know, if you guys missed the empty hangout from Sunday, um, con, um, co-contributor Breeze Vincennes, uh, we kind of had like a little battle about American Horror Story Hotel, and he just shat all on it, and just, and I was just sitting here like, you know what, I enjoy it, and you know, that's all I could sit there and say was I enjoy it because each to each their own, you know what I'm saying, and so. Uh, I enjoy it because I like the art, the the campiness of it, and the, the art, the, the art, just the scenery, the design, the campiness, the dialogue. It just certain plots are going good for me. The 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 atmosphere of the hotel is great for me, and the fact that they 
are trying their best to tie everything to the previous seasons because we still have yet to see what Emma Roberts is going to bring to when she comes on for the last few episodes. I'm thinking that she's going to end up being Madison Montgomery again in some capacity, maybe before she went to Coven or something like that. So we're going to figure out when what, what her what her bid is because she did say that when you guys figure out what I'm going to be doing on American Horror Story Hotel, you're going to freak out. Right. So I'm just hoping that she's going to re- re- reprise Madison Montgomery in some some capacity, but or maybe Mad- maybe Madison's twin or something like that. I don't know, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I got for this week. Um, this I guess so like. Follow all of our channels, um, mailmediamind.com, which is our blog, um, our various pages on Facebook, um, on Tumblr, Pinterest, and Instagram. You can tweet us at mailmediamind on Twitter. Um, and on Instagram, our, our handles are mailmediamind1, the number one, and mailmediamind2. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, oh, yeah, and check out the um, M3 hang out every Sunday at 2 o'clock Eastern time. And Fridays, we have the M3 Entertainment Hangout, but this week and next week might be not happening because I have work-related stuff to take care of on Friday nights. Yay me. I would rather <laughs> be doing the hangouts, though, but you know, I do have to get paid. So um, so I can continue to help you guys bring the entertainment hangouts you know, to the, to the front, forefront. But anyway, with that being said, um, we will see you guys next week. Same bear time, same bear channel. Peace. Peace.